You got anything? No. All right. <laughs> that was so much better. That was better than you going. Whatever that noise was. Hello and welcome to Entertain This, a podcast about movies, TV shows, and video games. My name is Hayden. With me I have... Mitch. And... Tom. The trifecta of amateur reviewing. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate pros. That's right. In reviewing things poorly. Um, let's start with social media, Mitch. All right. Well, you can go to our entertainthispodcast.com, which will take you to all our social media. It has links. But just in case, we have our Twitter, which is at this.entertain. We have our Patreon, which is patreon.com, entertain underscore this. And then we have our Facebook page, which is entertain this. And we have our Facebook group, which is entertain this podcast. Just cool. look up entertain this on any social media platform you'll find us, except yeah. Snapchat. We don't have an entertain this Snapchat. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got the TikTok, too. I forgot about that, yeah. Which is How's the TikTok doing? It's, it's doing pretty good. We got like 100 followers on there. Nice. And yeah. like, six, I think 6,500 something likes. So. A lot like, better than our that, Facebook page. That might not be a lot. I don't know. That's TikTok. I'm you know who like, you are. That's like been around for two weeks. Yeah. Our fastest growing. <laughs> All Mitch does is dance and send videos. Yeah. <laughs> he, he hasn't done that. I get a tutu and <laughs> spin around. and. <laughs> I'd give you five bucks to do that and post it. Uh, okay. <laughs> five bucks. So You're lucky I'm giving you money to begin with. <laughs> um, After the, this will be coming out a week about after we've recorded this. So E3 will be a thing in the past, but we still have watched it and talked about it. And since you listen, you're valuing our opinion. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Beforehand, I need to review my punishment for failing miserably at Dragon Ball Z trivia. <laughs> What'd you have to do, Hayden? I watched a movie called Psycho Goreman. PG, Psycho Gorman. Well, PG stands for Psycho Gorman. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's the title. It's PG, like, semicolon, Psycho Gorman. This is stupid. They, why didn't they just call it Psycho Gorman? I don't know. Why, why abbreviate? I think, honestly, because they were trying to trick an audience into thinking this was a family movie. So they just uh. put PG in the title. <laughs> uh, the, the guy who made this movie was the guy who made Father's Day. Oh, the the uh, yes. Traumaville? Yes. Oh, my God. I don't remember that movie. Well, you don't need to because oh, it, that, it's not related. Yeah. Um, this was like just a gore. They call it a horror comedy, but it was just mindless gore with like a semblance of a plot. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was hard to watch, and like I thought, you know, it looked like it might have been funny from the the trailers, and like there was a couple of funny lines, but they were all in the trailers. <laughs> they yeah. shot their wad on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, the plot is this entity. From the planet Gygax. I only remember that because of Larry Gygax, the guy who created uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Gary. Gygax sounds like, like a medication you take for like acid reflux. Yeah, Gary <laughs> Do Gygax. you have Gygax? <laughs> Anyways, he is like this evil entity that plagued the galaxy uh, 10,000 years ago. I don't know. And, we'll um, go with that. <laughs> this council of alien beings trapped him in something on Earth because... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everything happens on Earth. So he's Ivan Ooze? Yeah. <laughs> so and, essentially. In uh, uh, more evil Ivan Ooze. Um, so these kids are digging in their backyard, and they dig up the guy in his gym that controls his power. And this little girl who's like Satan incarnate, um, <laughs> she holds the gym and tells him to do all sorts of stuff. And, like... In the beginning, it's these her, the girl and her brother, and they're playing, and they're being goofy and quirky, and they're weird little family. So it almost comes off as a Goonie-esque kind of family vibe. Mm -hmm. And then when the monster gets released, he decapitates people and rips their guts out and strings them up on the walls and stuff like that. Like, he banishes this guy to this life of pain. Yeah. And he's just frozen with his eyes rolling back and forth, like with blood trickling out of his face. So you're like, well, this is definitely not a kid's movie. I'm glad <laughs> I didn't try to watch this with my children. <laughs> you know, That would have been a, a talking to from the wife. <laughs> and um, the uh, like, one of the kids nudges that frozen dude, and his body falls and just like disintegrates into gore and mess and stuff. And uh, his mouth, lips that are remaining on the ground go, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and he dies. <laughs> Stupid. That's kind of funny. <laughs> um, 
anyway, so like the 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 movie is like one of those things about like love is the the greatest you know power in the universe, and Psycho Gordman doesn't know what love is, so he learns it through children as he murders people. <laughs> Um, I okay, want, I remember this now. Yeah. It's like the trailer where like they're like do this, and he's like, "I will kill you." Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Um, like, and then the, the monsters show up to try and control him again, and through the power of love, he rips them to pieces. Um, <laughs> at one point, they're walking through the streets, and this kid's like, "You know, it's a dumb Halloween costume you have there, guy." He just like looks at him, and the kid explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Like bones and shrapnel <laughs> on this little tricycle, and then everybody just walks around the mess like it didn't happen. That's the thing that bothered me the most. It's like nobody cares. Like a kid just exploded. Yeah, that happened a lot. Like there's all sorts of terrible things happening in public, and people are just like, Meh, and just keep on going on. Like, like another yeah, like day a, in Florida. <laughs> yeah. I saw one where like two police officers like came up to him. He like melted one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you watch this stuff. It's like, how do these people like not like? do anything and then you remember like the guy from florida on bath salts eating the dude's face in a driveway and all those people were just like whoa world star and then yeah. they just kept going like that's none of my business well at least people reacted to that everybody else just stepped around it like it was a bum naked running around the streets or well they something. didn't have cell phones so they couldn't post it on the social media they just had to go huh and just keep going i guess so but like the uh, the humor kind of fell flat for about 90 percent of the movie like he was all the little family jokes and quirks. It was just cringy yeah. and, and stupid. The over-the-top over gore, like, it got to the point where I was just like, this is disgusting. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I can't watch this. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't believe in gore as a device just to gross you out. Like, if you get intrigued and are fascinated by that, I really think you should get yourself checked out. <laughs> you know, I think gore is a, is a, is a device that should be used as a sense of dread and fear, and you should feel, like, a negative emotion from that to uh, appreciate what the characters are going through, and when they overcome the bad guys in the end of the movie, you appreciate that all the more. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't know. Like, Alien, for instance. Alien's got some pretty gory spots in it, but, uh, you know, like, in the end, when she escapes with the cat... You're like, you know, yeah, she made it. She made it through a lot of terrible stuff. I've, I'm, I'm happy for her, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. This is just like, let's laugh at all these terrible things that are happening right now <laughs> to these innocent people. Yeah, and you're <laughs> just like, whoa, it's dumb. So let me ask you, is this like a plot or like a story, you know, line where it could have been done a lot better and probably successful? I, I think the idea of having this evil uh, entity that just travels the universe and decimates planets, controlled by children. Would have been an interesting idea if they did it more family oriented. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it would have been kind of funny. They to have your your two main actors be kids in a movie to mainstay that kind of stuff. That's always a bad idea. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's a lot of sh- a lot of weight for a, a, a nine year old to carry on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. And these kids were not like Macaulay Culkin. No, or something. no. <laughs> now the the boy actually wasn't a terrible actor. The girl was over the top because she was just being a stupid little brat the entire time. And you're just like, I don't like this kid. You know, <laughs> I cannot stand her face. Blow up that kid. <laughs> yeah, but the her brother who she like basically abuses the entire time. He's you know kind of funny in his little beats here and there. At one point, Psycho Gorman invades his dreams to try and convince him to kill his sister, you know, to so he can get the stone. He feels like he could probably convince that kid to give him the stone first so he can get his freedom or whatever. And then the kid refuses because he loves his sister. And so they're just sitting there in his, like, nightmare with zombies and weird stuff happening. And the kid's, like, looking around after, like, they've come to an accord and said, you know, I'm not going to do that. And Psycho Gorman's like, okay. And the kid's like, what do we do now? And he's like, we wait for you to wake up. And they just sit there <laughs> in silence <laughs> with, like, zombies just ah! in the background. <laughs> so, like, that was kind of funny. <laughs> the kid's just, like, looking at his bed. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, not it, it wasn't the worst punishment I ever had. I'd give it, like, a three because I could see that some people would appreciate this. It got, like, sixes kind of generally all around. I don't think that there's a market for this kind of thing. And in, I think its box office was like $97,000. Mm-hmm. I mean, it came out in the COVID era, so who knows? <laughs> 2020. That's when this movie came out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. From the trailer, I thought this movie came out like 1989. 
No, you know that's how they try and uh, promote this kind of stuff. Like they have that crappy production Hellraiser vibe. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So they because uh, that's the kind of audience that they want to pander to. But meh. Meh. so yeah. yeah, there you go. Three out of ten. I would not recommend. Would not recommend. <laughs> so let's talk about. Let's do video games last, so we can. Uh, you know, segue, segue. right oh. into E3. transition okay. gracefully. So, Mitch, I'm done talking. You talk. Say well, words <laughs> out of your face. Me and my wife have been watching a spinoff of a spinoff. <laughs> it's a is it CW? It is. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it's a it's a good show. I, I, the for the first two shows, which was the Vampire Diaries and the originals, I really liked. This show, I was not really a fan of before mm-hmm. going into it, but uh, the the wife and I have been watching it in. It's called Legacies, but it's basically like in, it's in the whole world of witches, vampires, and uh, werewolves, and that's like the the established kind of characters. There's a few other little things here and there, like like I call a double ganger, which doppelganger, yeah, like double ganger, double ganger, whatever. <laughs> it's like a Pokemon, but uh, yeah, like they'll have little things like that. Well, this show kind of turns all that on its head, uh-huh. and like the first, I've only seen the first season, but uh, essentially there's this pit that has like erased the uh, all the other monsters and stuff from myth and everything okay and for this series like they inter- start introducing all these monsters yeah. that are trying to collect these certain artifacts to raise this creature called malivore which erased the memory of all these other monsters in the whole world okay so um, like you have uh gargoyles and dragons and like medusa kind of creatures and stuff what what is this a spinoff of the originals, which is a spinoff of the Vampire Diaries. Okay, but this like is about the the girl. Like in the originals, you had Klaus, which was trying to protect his daughter, which was like a miracle child because he was a werewolf slash vampire, uh-huh. and his baby mama <laughs> yeah. was a uh, werewolf, and they had a kid, and then they raised it up. Well, their original ancestors, like uh, his mom, was. A van- or was a witch. Right. So she had this little girl is like the only creature in the world that has like a heritage of all three kind of creatures. So she's like the tribid, tribrid. Uh-huh. And uh, so she's one of a kind. Well, she goes to this school that was established by one of the characters from the Vampire Diaries, which he was technically like a monster hunter. Mm-hmm. But then his kids ended up being witches. That uh, So he made this school to try and help raise kids that would, you know, could exist in this world. Was his name... Dumbledore. No, it was Alaric. Okay. Alaric. Alaric Saltzman. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> Saltzman. <laughs> I so wasn't he, expecting that kind of last thing. So he's got a, this whole, like, private school that they have a facade that it's just a regular school, but it's just a private school. But it, it ha- it's trying to teach all these characters how to exist in the real world. Mm. And it, it's pretty neat. It's a school for gifted youngsters. It, it's currently on its season three, but it, I mean, it's got the real, like, teenage drama kind of vibe to it, but. It's neat the way the show's kind of taken a turn as far as like being all serious about vampires and werewolves and witches mm-hmm. to being a more fantastical kind of thing, introducing all these other like monsters and stuff that mm-hmm. you wouldn't normally see. So they're trying to the monsters are trying to get the artifact to put into this pit while the people at the school are trying to keep them from doing that to releasing this like ultimate evil. So is it does it feel less uh, fi- financed? Compared to the other shows, do you feel like it's adequately uh, financed? I, I think it's it's about the, about the same. Yeah. Um. They're actual. They're, they're CGI and stuff. For some of the monsters, is actually better than what the, some of the other shows were. Wow. Do so you, impressive for the CW. Is it a, a um kind of like a what do they call it an entourage? What's a, 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 an, a ensemble. An ensemble cast or is it just like for two or three four people? Um. There's there's tons of characters in it, but it it mostly consists of about five to six characters that kind of intermingle in and out of the show mm-hmm. like you know some se- some episodes you'll it'll focus on three of them some it'll have the whole, all six of them show up and this is the first season yeah the first season it, it's on season three currently oh wow i've only seen season one though when did this show start uh 2018 hmm. so. is this all based on something there there was a, for the vampire diaries series there was actually like a book a book series beforehand wow and they just extrapolated out of all that Two well, different shows. Like, in the Vampire Diaries, in season two is when Klaus showed up, which they're the original set of vampires that were first created in the world. Right. And they're trying to unlock these different secrets. Well, this is the kid from them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just kind of, like, expanded upon itself because 
like Vampire Diaries was eight seasons. The originals was five seasons, and mm-hmm. then this started when the originals ended. Okay, so, so this funny. is a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff. Well, this well, two three. spinoffs. Yeah. So is this your favorite out of the three? No, the the originals was my favorite. Okay. Just because I I like the uh, the character that was you know protecting his daughter the whole time. So well, maybe there's room to grow. So, yeah, but I do I do like the show. Like I didn't think I would, but. What would you rate it? It gets us like on IMDb. It's got like a seven point four. I just go ahead and round it up to seven point five, just to be you know because it, it impressed me from what I thought it was going to be. So, so if you're into that low budget, it's not really that low budget though. Like it's besides the Superman and Lois, it looks like it's probably got the highest budget out of all everything still on hmm. CW. Or they they're just getting the most out of their budget. Maybe so. Well, I I think that this is the new era of production because. One of the things I want to talk about for E3 um, what, that we can go ahead and talk about was this uh, Unreal Engine uh, stuff that was just announced. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen this thing, Unreal 5. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really talk that much about it. I, I guess they did at the PC Expo. But um, you now have the ability to pre-vis your productions in ray yeah. tracing. And it looks real, like photorealistic. They, they've developed this technology that can basically put as many polygons as you want and render it in real time. It's hard to explain, but, like, this guy... Witchcraft has happened. Yeah, this guy (laughs) did a desert landscape at, like, high noon, and little, you know, bush stuff with, like, their leaves and things like that had perfect shadows, and, like, he could position the sun or the mountains or the bush or wherever Mm -hmm. in any position that he wanted to, Mm -hmm. and in real time, that lighting made it look 100% photorealistic. This is a previs. This is, like... Some dude in his bathrobe on a computer, you know. So the fact that they can do that at that kind of level, like you can, that's that's why they're advertising this stuff at mm-hmm. these expos is mm-hmm. because you can buy that stuff. So if that can happen, these big-time shows, which are big for us, you know, mm-hmm. but like these um, CW shows, they, they have all these capabilities now to make a more realistic uh, kind of environment, and and I feel like for the, <clears throat> the Superman and Lois show, they do that a lot more because it has a lot more like cinema, like almost like movie feel to it as, as far as the way everything looks and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, aspect ratio is a big thing to look into. Um, it's it's a thing that's over, and that's why we need to get a camera guy in here. Like I was thinking of asking Camillo to come in, um, but uh, he's a camera buddy of mine. Um, they, talking about aspect ratio, the way the the frame is laid out in TV nowadays is is it's super underrated, and you'd be surprised how much of a feel you get just by how much of the frame is chopped off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but anyways, um, cool. All of my uh, TV news. I actually have a good bit of news, which some you know some of it's just little stuff. But uh, Disney Plus is having a new TV show based on a Disney movie of Beauty and the Beast. It will be a prequel series featuring Gaston and LeFou. Just the two of them? Yeah. Are they going to have the two characters from the live action movie? Right. Oh, man. And they're going to have them, and it's going to be like their exploits before, as they were <laughs> on their way back to town from the beginning of Beauty and the Beast. Seems kind of moot. Why? Because Don dies. Yeah, it does. But I don't know. It, does he? He does. Depending on how it goes, like they, they were a funny like pairing, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't entertaining wanna, to watch. I don't want to feel feelings for this guy knowing he's going to die because he's a douche. <laughs> yeah. And then well, watch me just go, this guy's a douche. I hope he gets it. He yeah. did get it. Good. But I think that they're, they're going to, like, you'll feel more for LeFou, who he, like, treats bad all the time. And uh, Gaston's just goofy. Josh Gad. And Luke Evans, yeah. Yeah. They're also going to have Netflix is developing their uh, Assassin's Creed series. Which they actually got the director from Die Hard and The Fugitive with Harrison Ford. Okay, he's so he or no, sorry, not the director, the writer. Was it Shane Black? No, no. Uh, Jeb did, Stewart. That was Lethal Weapon. Okay, it's uh he's and he also did another Forty Eight Hours and the most recent uh, most bleh, recent Vikings Valhalla, which will be on Netflix as well. But he's going to be writing the uh, the Assassin's Creed, which will focus. I don't from the way they've described it, it's not going to focus on like the, the modern day stuff. It's all going to be in the past. So anyway, the stuff the, people like. <clears throat> you're, yeah. you're saying that the Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be no, like, no, no, Vikings Valhalla. The uh, the show, the show. There's a it, show. It's it's coming out soon, but it's a, like a spinoff from the original Vikings. It'll be on Netflix. Is it like 
I don't know. I, I don't know. It, I, mm. It's coming out. I'm so more well. interested in that than I am in the. Uh, <laughs> Tell me about that. <laughs> well, I don't have any information on that one other than it's. Coming Why not? <laughs> and then next, I have. Has any of y'all ever played Dynasty Warriors? Yes. Yeah. They're actually making a Netflix series of that, which will be kind of, kind of like the I guess the kingdom like that kind of, I guess cinematography the one where it's got like the ancient Chinese and vampire or a uh, zombie thing, but it's gonna have it. They just showed it, and it's going to have a lot of, like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon kind of action well, scenes That's kind of like how Dynasty Warrior... I remember playing, like, seven, I don't know, yeah. like 30 years ago when... It, when Because there's a million of these games now. Yeah. They, have, they have Hyrule Warriors, which is the Zelda version of Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. Not bad, actually. But anyways, <clears throat> um, yeah, it's it, they, they try and incorporate movesets, you know, in, uh, in relation to the characters and their origin. Like, the Chinese guy, he's got... A Tai Chi sword, and he does all the crouching tiger and dragon stuff. And so. Now I could see this being a little more, a little better than what I would think because if you know if it's anything like the uh, what was it the Marco Polo, where you know it's it's a lot of strategy and stuff behind it. Besides just in the game, you just run into a, a army, and slash your yeah. way. It still is going to be a video game origin. Yeah, but it's a TV series, so yeah. better than a movie. At least they can flesh out some stuff. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll see. We'll, we'll. I, I have it on my saved list to watch when it comes out, just to check it out. Netflix likes to keep, uh, you know, failing. <laughs> and like, it, one of these days we're going to get this right, this video game nonsense. And lastly, I have news on our main topic today, which will be the Power Rangers trivia. Uh-huh. Hasbro now owns Power Rangers. <laughs> well, they've taken Jonathan Entwistle, <laughs> which uh, he did like a show called End of the Effing World and... <laughs> Other things like that that's on Netflix. So it's, it's they said they're going to mature up uh, Power, Rangers. Power Rangers, where it's it's more like teen era as, as opposed to like kids focused. They'll have kid content too, but they said they're they're going to make a whole connected world, just like you know Marvel and DC and all that. Yeah. But the same guy is going to be the writer for the movies and the TV shows that they they're going to produce. All right. So they're all going to try to keep it as one big canon. And that, and I think they're going to try and do similar to what the comics have where they're going to have their main story. And then in the comics that they've recently started doing, all the different iterations of Power Rangers is a different, like, universe. So they'll, have, they'll be able to cross over with one another, but they'll have, they'll have like, their main story that goes forwards. Yeah. So they'll all have right. that. They're no longer going to use the Sentai footage. It'll be all American footage. Good. Wow. And they're the, this is really like they, what they were saying in this article is the first company that's willing to put a lot of money into it as opposed to like Saban and Nickelodeon, which they just kind of like. It was a hobby. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, they were like, here's Here, 20 bucks, make me a show. Use Get that Sentai here. footage and just throw in some American stuff to make it fit. So Saban doesn't own Power Rangers at all anymore? No. Wow. It's uh, all Hasbro. Wow. And you can tell because Hasbro's been pushing. Mm hmm. The, the Power Ranger merch. Yeah, they have, hard. There's like a current season out right now with Nickelodeon. It'll be the last one before Hasbro takes over and does their stuff. And they're going to reboot the whole thing. So, you, you mind, Mitch? So, you mind? I'm sorry, somebody's calling me. Sir, so, what are you doing, Mitch? Of course, he's got his freaking ringtone. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move on to movie stuff. Um, I'm going to do news first. Okay. There's a Jim Varney documentary coming out. Do you know who Jim Varney is? No. He's Ernest. Ernest. Oh, like Ernest goes to college. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No, he's not Ernest. Yes, he is. <laughs> I thought he would died from cancer. He, he, he said he, documentary. It's a documentary, Mitch. Oh, sorry. Stay I, with me. I, I was trying to turn the down. I was trying to turn the Pay volume t- down. I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. Yeah, and see what you, see what happens. So Jim Varney, I think, is a you know he's like a guy. He, he was kind of a. I don't want to say like hilarious. Yes, he was funny, but he was kind of like a uh, campy. Yeah, he was campy. He was he was for a type of people, but you know, I think that he had a really interesting vein in how he was to be perceived through like the Hollywood eye, you know. And yeah, know what he, I mean, Bernie. And he did a, he did a really good job of like kind of keeping consistent, being funny, and despite all of the terrible stuff that happened in his life, um, you know, I, I, I he he always like he died successful in doing mm-hmm. what he did. So I think that. Um, this will be a very fascinating documentary. Ernest um, Scared Stupid was always my favorite. That was one, that was one of my scariest movies I ever like, watched. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the scariest movies you ever watched. Yeah, I was like five when I watched yeah, it. Yeah, it was terrifying. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so it, it's it, it's got a Kickstarter campaign right now. Um, $60,000 is what they're asking to, for. 
uh, I think they'll, they'll they'll hit it no problem. John Cena should play. <laughs> play him. It's a documentary, Mitch. I know. Chill out. I know you're getting excited about Power Rangers. All right? And John Cena <laughs> and wrestling. So I think that that will be interesting. You know, what he, you know what Ernest couldn't stop? <clears throat> Family. I watched a movie. What'd you watch? It's called Infinite. Infinite? It was directed by Antoine Fuqua and starred, starred Mark Wahlberg and Chuetel Yulfer. I can never pronounce that guy's name. No. Mark oh. Wahlberg and your mom. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, um, so baby goat? In some grass? Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> so, yeah, Chuetel Yulfer, he's that guy from... Doctor Strange, the bad guy. Yeah, he plays Baron. Well, uh, well, I guess he wasn't the bad guy in the beginning. He plays Baron Mordo. Okay, yeah, yeah. Who that? Yeah, from Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh, okay, um, it was a bad movie. I was did not it like it? Bad overall, or did Mark Wahlberg make it bad by looking confused? Ma- Ma- for Mark an hour Wahlberg and a half? definitely didn't help it. He, he originally had Chris Evans casted for this role, but because of COVID stuff and whatever, blah blah blah. You know, I'm tired of hearing that stupid excuse. They they casted Mark Wahlberg. Um, and I think Antoine Fuqua just knew that this movie wasn't going to be bad because I could tell that he did not put, like, the soul into it that he usually does. I, I really like Antoine Fuqua. I think that he uh, he's a very talented, underrated director, and this was not not one of his best uh, outings. I did I like the, the premise of it. The premise, everybody agreed that the idea was, was interesting. It was based off of something called the Reincarnationist Papers, which is a terrible name. Um which is basically the premise is certain people die and they can come back in their next life remembering everything from their previous lives. Mm -hmm. So Mark Wahlberg's character uh, in a previous life, he was like a blacksmith in Japan. He can, he's like the only guy that can create these like special swords, Mm -hmm. you know, and and he just knows how to do that for no reason. But because he's got all these memories throughout his life that have been plaguing him, he has to take like um, schizophrenia medications and, because he thinks he's crazy. Yeah, up until yeah. a certain point. But yeah, yeah. Um, it it so that that's pretty interesting. Uh, despite the fact that Mark Wahlberg is just like being stupid the entire huh? time. Yeah, what? <laughs> I don't know why I'm crazy. You know, but uh, then it suffers from this plot line of like the the main character is the chosen one who doesn't yeah. know anything about. The world that he lives in, and he becomes like the Jesus of this world. Uh. You know, so they they kept saying "Wanted" meets the Matrix, and I was like, "Wanted" is essentially a knockoff the Matrix. You know, where Neo is the the, the guy that you know, whatever kidnapped by. A and cult. then, like mm. the entire premise of the plot, you can pretty much figure out in the yeah. first few minutes. Yeah, but see, that's the problem, though, is they won't, they won't ex- stop explaining to you how this stupid world works. When you already figured it, it out yeah. 20 minutes ago. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. And then they're still explaining it to you at the end, like, oh, no, he's died, but he can still come, come back. back. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> that's what you said the first 15 times. Well, that, <laughs> the, the whole movie, the bad guys are looking for this one specific thing, and in the first 30 minutes, you can figure out where it's at. Yeah. It's not that hard. And they're, like, going through these... Find out his memory so you can find where this thing is. Put it's him like, in the animus. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it was, it was stuff like that. It was like a fancy, you know, swarmy sci-fi with like these dapper dudes running around. They're all rich for no reason. They got Boeing jets and stuff. And you're like, why? why? How are you this rich? Because you remember stuff? Good for you. I remember things from a long time ago. <laughs> okay, so do historians. But they're not filthy rich and have Lear jets. Yeah. Yeah, but it is, it, besides Jason Manzukis, who's that bug-eyed, like, Middle Eastern looking guy you might recognize from random movies. He was in the league, yeah. Or he was in uh, uh was it Dirty Grandpa? Is like the the shop owner that owned like all the the drugs and stuff. Yeah, that guy. Nah, I probably recognize. <coughs> uh, well, anyways, uh, you wouldn't recognize anybody else. So it was, I, I think like on average it got like a five for most of the ratings, which is pretty bad considering most people are generous with the ratings. <laughs> I give it a. Three point five, just because Psycho Ooh. Gorman, I gave it three. <laughs> so, uh, so this was better than Psycho Gorman. Just be- a point five. It, it looked much better than Psycho Gorman. It did, but it also had like some st- some stupid like um, CG stunts. Like oh, he, yeah. he lands on a, he drives a motorcycle, lands in an airplane, stabs the airplane with a sword, and like flops around on the wing. And you could tell it was like CG motorcycle guy in the in like the wide shot. And then Mark Wahlberg on on like a thing on a green screen just going, <laughs> so it was just terrible stuff like that. So I, I'm sure they were hampered with what 
they could produce as far as COVID. But it was not as good as like James Bond in the eighties, where he's like actually like outside of a plane, holding on, fighting somebody. Yeah, because <laughs> the they did that. <laughs> All right, uh, that's my movie stuff. Yes, can games. Let's hear it. So I played Dragon Ball Fighter Z or yeah. Dragon Ball Z Fighter. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Fighter Z or Fighter Z. It, technically, it's called Fighters. They just okay. end it with a Z. So this came out in 2018. Um, it was it's on Nintendo Switch on the store. The game I think still costs 60 bucks. I got it for 9.99 because it yep. was on sale. So I'm guessing not a lot of people have downloaded it. Hmm. This is the first Dragon Ball Z game I played since Dragon Ball Z Budokai 2 on PlayStation 2. On, pl- on PlayStation <laughs> 2, many 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 moons ago, and many iterations of Dragon Ball Z ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some stuff I like about it. the graphics. Look actually really solid. You know it's it it looks like the cartoon, mm-hmm. incredibly higher upscaled, and you know the movement, mount stuff. You know, it's like it, they call it. I guess two point five D. So like uh, some stuff is in three D, some stuff is you know two dimensional. Especially like, all like, all the fight scenes. It's like kind of like Marvel vs. Capcom or something. Mm-hmm. Um, like you have a main lobby. You start in. You can go like to tutorials and training, and there's like multiple people you can go to to learn all kinds of different stuff mm. and then you have you know the world tournament which is a mainstay of dragon ball z games i did the world tournament and i got my butt kicked <laughs> by the first dude like i got the f- i don't even know what he did to me but i died wow <laughs> and then he beat the other two people in my team like that and i was like okay i guess i need to play the story now wow so i did the story for a little bit which it's not like, you know, the Saiyan Saga, Namek Saga, Cell Saga, Boo Saga, whatever else they've done since. Like, this takes place in, like, a, I guess, a, after all of that with Android 21. Oh, yeah, that's new. <laughs> it's new. It's it's weird. Um, like, you start out fighting Android 16. Okay. And so the story is different. The story is incredibly different. Because yeah, in the the TV series, Android 20 is the last one you ever see. What makes yeah. this a different Dragon Ball Z fighting game than the other ones? The, well, the, I was going to talk about the fight mechanics. Okay. Because before in the old Dragon Ball Z games, you had to memorize all your supers. Mm-hmm. Like, if you wanted to use them, you had to know how to do it off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know, you could pull up, you know, a little skill list and it would tell you how to do it or whatever. You could buy the little capsules and unlock certain stuff. This game, like, auto-completes your combos. <laughs> So you can go up to somebody, you know, double tap or triple tap, you know, X or Y or whatever, and you'll do a quick one, two, three combo, Mm. but then the game will carry you through the rest of the combo. Like, you'll kick them into space, you'll keep hitting them the whole time, you'll Kai blast them, and then you'll grab their legs, spin them around 5,000 times, and launch them through the planet or a moon (laughs) and kill them. Is it always 1v1? Uh, it's 1v1, but you can bring in a second character for combos. So it's like a tag team? Yeah, it's like a tag team. And you can force, um, with a combo, you can force the other team to switch people. Okay. So, I mean, it's, in like, the capsule stuff, it's not how it used to be, where you had to, you bought the capsule, I'm like, you know, Super Saiyan 2, 3. So, it's a button mashing game. It's a bit of a button masher, <laughs> okay. which I do not like. <laughs> yeah, I, I never really, like, Budokai was okay, but for the most part, the Dragon Ball Z games have been kind of... yeah. Like I played the demo when this first came out, and the only thing I didn't like was the fact that like you're stuck back with like a Street Fighter s like 2D side to side kind of fight. And I'd gotten so used to all the the games that have been like 3D where you could fly up in the air, go down to the ground, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I I just wasn't a fan of it. I didn't, now visually, yeah, there's it no looks flying great. around. Yeah. What, what would you rate it? Uh, uh, I mean, I give it like a six point five out of ten. So it was worth ten bucks. It was worth ten bucks. Okay. It's not worth sixty. It's it's worth about ten fifteen yeah, bucks. Yeah, probably not gonna buy it. I I, I don't know. I, I still hate buying games, especially with Game Pass and stuff. You just like you being know. given things for free. I do you, absolutely. You buy Game Pass because, well, yes, in a sense, but, but you also get online play. Yeah, you know, and it's a bundle package. <laughs> it, it makes me feel better. Like I never thought subscription based gaming would be as smart as it is because, like GameFly, because <laughs> I feel better knowing that I downloaded a game. I don't like it, and I can delete it instead <laughs> mm-hmm. of like download buying three bucks for a game, yeah. you know, or spending sixty dollars on a game, not liking it, going to GameStop and like we'll give you two dollars yeah. and a cheese it. We'll, <laughs> we'll slap you in the face and kick you out of our store. <laughs> All right, uh, news. Warzone season four. Ah. <laughs> All right, moving on to E three stuff. <laughs> so 
Well, I mean, there's going to be a you know limited time uh, event for Verdansk. Uh, new vehicles, new weapons, new operators. Mm-hmm. Um, they've adjusted some stuff. I think there's been a cheater ban that they um, were going to. I don't to even announce that crap anymore because it's false. It's all fake because I mean it, it, we still run into them. Yeah. yeah, it happens, and then it's like, oh, they're all gone, and we play at night, and it's like, oh, we didn't come across any. And then the next night, it's like that dude shot me through a building, and it's like, from oh, a wow. mile away from you know two thousand meters. Yeah. So it's dumb. I'm getting. Comfy. If you're still playing that. But that brings me to my other news. All right. Battlefield 6. There you go. So, you saw the trailer. You saw yes. the trailer. Debut yeah. in E3. Debut. Look at the segue we're getting there. That's oh, yeah. so awesome. Good job, Tom. All right. <laughs> this is what I have planned the whole time. Yeah. So, the trailer looks amazing. And it feels like Battlefield 6 waited patiently, was working on it as Warzone and Call of Duty had come out, and just watched and went, all right, what do they want now? What do they want? All right. Do that. Do you know how many players can play in a lobby? What, in uh, Battlefield 6? Yes. I do not. 128. All right. Which is less than... It used to be 60. Yes. But 128 active players moving around in places at all times. Not mm. like uh, Warzone. Where you have 152 and 8 of them are AFK. Right. And they <laughs> tick off, you know, over time. So, mm-hmm. like, they can focus their processing power. That's 128 people playing nonstop for mm-hmm. the entire lobby. Which is a lot. And, you know, you have all these moving parts, the vehicles, which are insane. Yeah, the, the destroyable buildings and structure. Yeah, and the, um, uh, what do they call it, uh, dynamic weather system. Yeah, which they just introduced for this. That looked amazing. So you could have a sandstorm, a tornado, a hurricane, a flood, whatever. Fire tornado, a sharknado. Yeah, just in the middle of all this. Mitch doesn't like it because he, just, he wants to be able to control everything and hide a bush. Yeah. Nah, I just I've never been a fan of like the gameplay of I want to I want to see Mitch just hiding in a bush and the hurricane comes by and the bush gets ripped out of the ground <laughs> and he's just like <gasps> I just I've never been a, a fan of the battlefield gameplay. I feel like when I'm running with my character, I feel like I'm driving a boat cuz you just lean as he runs left and right. I mean, Battlefield and Call of Duty have always been it, there's very been very few people who liked both a lot. I a lot of people sat in, you know, everybody's like, you know, it was definitely more like, oh, I'm a Call of Duty person or oh, I'm a Battlefield person. Know, and occasionally the line crosses and they, you know, switch to the other game. I, I played four, Battlefield Four. I played four. I loved Battlefield One. Eh, I didn't like it that much. I played four, five, and one. And just five was not good. Eh. <laughs> um, you know, but uh if they kind of go more into that Battlefield Four mindset, I mm-hmm. think it'll be fun. And I think like the idea of more destructible terrain, that's what shooters are lacking, you know. Where they can change their own environment. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, these guys are camping in a house, and I pull out an RPG and go, what house? Yes. That, that's that, one thing I do like about Battlefield. That needs to mm-hmm. be the future of shooters. You know, cool. You can add people, you know, mm-hmm. change the game play style, new guns, whatever. But the future of shooters is about destructible terrain. If they can manipulate, if they can sandbox in real time their own kind of environment, that's the future. Yeah. So that's all I got. So that comes out what October? Yeah. Yes. Looking so, forward to that. I'm hoping this is the game that takes down Warzone. Yeah. It is yeah. an EA game, so it probably won't be on Game Pass, but we'll see what happens. I'm sure one of us will get in and play it. Now, I do know it, at that point, though, in October, the other uh, company uh, that made Warzone originally will be taking mm-hmm. it back over. So they'll be back in control again with a new map <laughs> stuff, too. Re, uh, rewrite the ship. Yeah. Hopefully. So speaking of. E3. I'll segue into my little E3 segment. All right, let's talk about it. I watched the Xbox stuff and the Nintendo stuff. You have any EA? You have an E3 thing to talk about? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I literally <laughs> just said that. If you were looking at your phone, oh, sorry. you pay attention, Brandon. <laughs> no, you was just looking at your phones. No, go ahead. Talk about your thing. Well, let's listen so, to Tom now. I saw a funny meme. And it was, you know, like the Buff Doge. Yeah, there's the buff doge, there's a tiny mini me buff doge, and then there's like a tiny like bit of cowering people. And the big one was Nintendo, and the tiny one was Microsoft, and then like you know Sony and everybody else is like cowering in fear at them from uh, E3. And I read an article like this is like apparently the most hyped game now from E3, and it's uh, Forza Horizon Five. Really, I don't think so. there was a couple articles I read where it was like this is like you know they listed like the most anticipated based on what they saw it from E3. Uh. I don't think so. Which I watched the trailer. It does look good. It looks like a movie. It does. Yeah. It, it is the most realistic video game I think I've ever seen. So, so. and it, that brings me to my uh, point of bringing this up was 
you know, it was, you know, to Xbox players who have been waiting mm. for graphics and next gen stuff to finally hit consoles because yeah. we didn't have the same kind of that's, launch presence as PS5. That we're now here. That's a point I wanted to talk about. Um, so talk about it. The, uh, the biggest thing that I think that came out of this E3 nonsense was to really showcase what Xbox could do. And I feel like Xbox launched its console too early. I think last year was a waste of time for the Xbox uh, Series X because there was hardly any games to kind of go with it. And then now that this year's come around and they've showcased Halo and all these Xbox exclusives. And Bethesda. Yeah, and the Bethesda buyout and whatever. And they're showcasing, you know, what these new generation games can do on an Xbox console dedicated for that generation, you know. But, I mean, in the end... PlayStation 5 doesn't have anything that's exclusive to just PlayStation 5. It's still all cross-gen. Well, for the most well, part... Spider-Man games. For the most part, that's going to happen until the end of 2022. Well, yeah. And then Xbox had play uh, Halo, but then they were like... People complained about the graphics, so they took it away. So they would have had other stuff, but... Well, that's good. We, yeah. want, oh, well, them, I understand. we want them to I listen want to I want a us. better game. Yeah. I'm just saying, so when they, they, when they launched, they had other plans. More. Right. Like, they, people need to chill out and... Uh, like the developers need to chill out and listen to their to their customers and say, okay, they don't like what we got. Let's let's take another year and try to get fixed. So, uh, the one thing I, I do really want to talk about is the Xbox Game Pass. Like the fact that they were getting so many day one launches on mm-hmm. Xbox Game Pass, that's going to be the big contender, and I think that that will be the reason why more people swap to Xbox over PlayStation. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, Starfield. Mm-hmm. That's a game that Bethesda has been talking about for years. Like that's six been, yeah, it's been in the making since I think like 2014. It's been forever. They've been talking. Well, they've been they had the concept of this game for over 20 years. They just were waiting for the technology to happen. And now they're like, oh, the that's because they were waiting until they could make it the way they wanted to. Right. So no, X- no, Xbox no. is the uh, the messiah of consoles is what they're like aching. Whatever. They're, Microsoft's paying you money to say that. We get it. <laughs> um, but the fact that Starfield comes out day one on Game Pass, like that's that's impressive that they're doing stuff like that now. So you can just subscribe to Game Pass and get all these games on day one. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Flight Simulator got put on there. Yeah. yeah. It's on there right now. So, and that's, I mean, it's just genius. Like, it, it, I don't know how they make money off of it. I, I, I barely understand video game marketing in, like, the old sense, let alone this Game Pass stuff. So... You know, uh, but it's cool that it's, it's actually working. You know, I never thought it would. So, I think it's interesting. I mean, PS5, I guess, fr- from launch, had been the more successful and had more, you know, next-gen caliber <laughs> games ready at launch. Exclusives. Exclusives yeah. ready. Because um, all we had for Xbox Five was, you know, upscaled. And see, that's the problem is people, you know, crapped all over Xbox because they didn't have any exclusivity. And to this day... All these Xbox games are going to still be available for PC. Mm-hmm. Why does Microsoft care? They own both. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're going to make money. Yeah, from both. If anything, you should appreciate Microsoft for being available in more platforms. Mm-hmm. They also said that the Xbox Game Pass is they're developing a way to where you can play it through smart TVs and web browsers. Yeah. All you have to have is a controller. Like you don't even have to have the whole console with you. Yeah. You just have to have the controller, and you can as long as you this, got Game Pass. This whole console stuff is making me nervous. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't like the consoles. One thing I that I, I I did not like about the Xbox uh, conference was when Todd Howard came out there. Everybody praised and loved him like they forgot about all the <laughs> terrible lies he did with uh, um, Fallout seventy six. Yeah, like uh, we were basically Never forget. Yeah, I, and, but people do. It's just like if uh, Cyberpunk. You know, two came out in four years. They, people would probably still be like, "Yes, this is the best game ever," you know, and they would forget about how terrible Cyberpunk one was. Cyber t- Cyberpunk twenty eighty four. Yeah. So, uh, but I guess that's just because pe- people are sheeple, and they're, <laughs> they they the the video game marketing I, identity I think is very much posed on selling you to your imagination, not to your the reality of the game. Yeah, and. Uh, as evident with Cyberpunk, with lots of games, so that's why Most even recent. that's why even with Battlefield Six, I'm still just kind of like, mm, mm-hmm. we'll see, because I've played some pretty bad Battlefield games. Uh, you guys got anything to talk about PlayStation or Xbox from what you saw from E3? Mm. No, uh, not nothing from PlayStation. Nintendo, like 
they had some interesting games coming out, like the like Mario, the uh, second Breath of the Wild game. Yeah, N- Nintendo um, was for mostly a letdown as far as what they had. They, they showcased like 30, 40 minutes of Smash Brothers content, which is cool. Smash Brothers is a, is a game that I love playing, and it still has new content coming out despite it being like two or three years old now. Yeah, um, but you know. Come on, well, we want to see some more stuff. I know Nintendo's got a lot of things they're working on. Why are you selling us on the stuff that we've already got? You know, let's talk about um, the Switch being five years old. Yeah. Is it? Has it been five years? Five years. Wow. Which means like the console generation is usually six years. When's so the ne- when's the next one? Well, they hadn't said anything. Well, yet. Nintendo they don't release consoles as that. Um, yeah, quite as often. Yeah, but I think it still has been traditionally about every six years. So, I don't know. Because what was the last console before that? The Wii? The Wii, the Wii U. U. The Wii yeah. U. But yeah. it wasn't really big. That was like the weird upgraded version of the regular mm-hmm. Wii. I, I, real quick, before we move on or anything, I, I did find a list of the uh, some of the Xbox exclusives that will be coming out, which we, we talked about the Forza Horizon 5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll have the Halo Infinite uh, multiplayer, which yeah. will all be free to play. Right. Uh, let's see. We have a game called Redfall, which it says is a new co-op open-world first-person shooter. Okay. Uh, let's see. You'll have the Starfield. Uh, a, a, something called Stalker. Yeah, it's a shooter horror game. Yeah. The Age of Empires uh, 4. Yeah, RTS. The, the Flight Simulator. Uh-huh. Back for Blood, which is a sequel to Left for Dead. Yeah, that well, it's a it's a well, kind of it's it, what do they call those an intellectual sequel? Yeah. So it's hmm. but it does look like a lot of fun though. There's a game called Hades. Uh, says it got more than fifty Game of the Year awards on I guess on PC. Among Us will be on Xbox. <laughs> Finally, it's been too long. <laughs> uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon is out right now. Yeah, all um, the Yakuza games. And they said that there's a possibility of more. They just uh, haven't announced whether for sure those are coming out. Yet or not. So uh, the the Xbox game library is very substantial, and most of it you can play for free. Yes. Um, the Nintendo game library sucks. Yes. Um, they not want good. they want money for everything. Now, granted, they, they I still think Nintendo has the market on indie games. Like there are so many weird little niche, niche yeah games yeah. that you can spend two or three bucks to play on Nintendo. Like they had Among Us first and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I don't care about any of that stuff. I want, if I I, I, I want to spend top dollar for the best gaming experience that I can get. Mm. And so they, but they, they try to showcase some games like that. Like there's Guardians of the Galaxy game coming out. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look good. No. It looks like the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. But only it, one player. Because it's made from Square Enix. And we know how terrible the Avengers did. And so, Outriders. So. I mean, yeah, Square Enix doesn't. It seems like they're trying very hard to market towards a Western audience, but it, it it's it's like aliens. Well, I shouldn't say that. They're they're Eastern people, obviously, but it's like they're they watch movies to try and understand how the West works, and they make games to pander to us. But we're like like Samurai Cop. Yeah, it's not the not the greatest. <laughs> what I want to see though it, from Nintendo is uh, some some general upgrades. Like for instance. They need to have a better online communication thing, like yeah. an Xbox Live, but for Nintendo. But yeah, it's like, like when we've played, we, we'll play Nintendo, we'll turn our yeah, Xbox, Xbox on to do the party, party chat. chat. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. They need to fix something like that and have a better way to, to make the game more of a multiplayer because they always showcase all these games to be online playable co-op. And you're just like, ugh, I know how great Nintendo Online <laughs> is. Mm-hmm. So, however, the one thing that made the Nintendo E3 conference totally worth it was Breath of the Wild 2. For you. Absolutely for me. <laughs> that game looked amazing. Um, Breath of the Wild, by far the best Zelda game ever made. Um, it was a very much open world, expansive. Uh, Immersive experience. Yeah, and it was, imagine Skyrim, but with no glitches. You know? Ooh. Yeah, exactly. So, like, like <laughs> th- it, there's, there's so much to do, so many people to talk to, so much stories to un- unsolve in a very wide, horizontal landscape. This, they very much showcase a vertical sense mm-hmm. of Hyrule. Like, all the buildings and, you know, uh, mountains and stuff like that were lifted into the sky, and Link was falling from the sky, mm-hmm. you know. Like, uh, I guess he could fly or something like that. And he has, um, he's got some, 
new device on him. There's always a, some new thing. Yeah, there's something like, like was letting him go through the floor. Yeah, so like some new magic or something like that. If it feels very much like they're they're trying to incorporate this new sense of verticality. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, so I think that's a cool idea, and I'd be all about it. Wait, and this is coming out next year, 2022. That's all I said. Oh, uh, so that's next year. Yeah, right we'll, around the corner. We'll see. But yep, yeah, other than that, I don't really care about anything for Nintendo. They had a new 2D uh, side scroller Metroid game coming out. But yeah. yeah. So anything else about E3? Xbox One. Xbox One. One, W-O-N. Oh, oh, oh. okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd say Xbox had the better stuff for that. I think that they were really holding all their cards for this this year. Let's go ahead and begin our Power Rangers trivia contest. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> all right, the rules of this contest are I'm going to ask a series of questions. I'm going to ask one question at a time ba- based out of a series. The first person who lights up the little buzzer thingy Gets to answer that question. You can interrupt me at any time. However, that might not be a smart idea considering how these questions are written. <laughs> and how vindictive you could be. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, I have more than 20 questions, but we will get to... I need a pen and a paper to track scores. Um, All right. You know how to use the buzzer machine? Nope. Okay. So, as you know from when we played, when someone does it, it flashes. Yeah. We answer. When you go to reset it, just press the green button. The green button. Just press the green button to reset the question. All right. Or to reset the buzzers. I got M and T. So uh, <laughs> we'll do first to, let's see here, let's do oh, first to 11. All right? You got a lot okay. of questions. I do. <laughs> okay. And, you know, if you if you can't answer my questions, some of them are stupid easy, some of them are probably stupid hard. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know enough about Power Rangers. I don't either. Winner gets to punish the loser, okay? All right, here we go. Question number one. What were Zordon's instructions to Alpha 5 on selecting... Go ahead. Pick five rangers with attitude, or five teenagers with attitude? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you said a lot of players of questions while I was waiting. <laughs> All right. It's the opening credits. <laughs> I, oh, I didn't know that. I was like, that's yeah. a really weird specific thing to ask for. <laughs> All right. What weapon does Rita Repulsa give Tommy Oliver? Mitch. Well, there, there's two. There's the Dragon Dagger and the Sword of Darkness. The Sword of Darkness, yes. Mm. One for one. I'll just reset it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, do that for me. What is Tommy's Zord called? Dragon Sword. Yes. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> All right. To combat... With Zed, what does Zordon upgrade the Zords to? The uh, Thunder Megazords. Yeah. Th- Thunder, Ultra, thun- Ultra Thunder. Thunder Zords, yes. Yeah. Those are the coolest ones. <laughs> <coughs> Where is Rocky DeSantos first introduced? Huh. <laughs> he pressed it when he didn't know where. <laughs> You're thinking. Where was he first introduced? Yes. Uh, Angel Grove High School. Where? No. You're not right. The Juice Bar. No, I don't know then. The Team Ninja Trials. Oh, okay. Oh, the Team Ninja Trials. <laughs> Come on, guys. You should know this. What is Zed's Zord called? Serpentera. Yep. <laughs> Three to two right now. Mitch winning. <clears throat> All right. Why did Rocky replace Jason? Because he was going to the... The... Uh, Peace conference with to uh, Switzerland. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was a stupid thing. I was like, "What's he doing? Was he like an ambassador now?" <laughs> yes. All right. What does Zed call his sleep? I, I saw this the other day when I was watching a YouTube thing. Come on, somebody. Okay, time. Go ahead. Zed sleep? No, no. <laughs> Evil regeneration. Getting there. All right. I don't know. It's the Centennial Re-Evilizer. Yeah, we'll get that one. (laughs) Stupid. All right. Who created the power coins? Ninjor. All right. Mitch is winning by two. It's because he's like... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not just... Catherine Hill. uh, Hillard. Catherine Hillard. Yeah. Can transform in... A cat. (laughs) 
All right. I was like, I know them, but Mitch is beating me to the buzzer. I didn't realize Mitch was that fast. Dang. You're getting spanked, Tom. Shut up. <laughs> what is the Zord upgrade after the Ninja Zords? Wrong. Oh. Shogun Megazord? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I was taking a chance because I knew you were going to hit it quick. <laughs> I was so going to say the Ninja Megazord. <laughs> like how I hesitated? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who is Rita's? Rito. Wrong. Oh. Father. Oh. Oh, um. Can I answer again if he gets it wrong? You have five seconds, Tom. Four. Three. You're, you're not counting at actual seconds. What the hell is that? Two. Master Vital? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I was hoping you'd get it wrong. I was like, stop talking so I can think for a second. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me pull this thing up so I can read it. Okay. Name three. Out of the five Zords that Billy controlled, Tom. Pegasus Megazord. Wrong. Or, yeah. No. Uh, three of the Megazords Billy controlled? Yes. That's the Triceratops. Wrong. The Triceratops, yes. the Unicorn, and the yes. Wolf. Yes. Oh, that's right. Unicorn. <laughs> I don't know why the hell I thought Pegasus. Who the hell had the Pegasus? I thought that too until I, until I saw the thing last night that I watched on YouTube. Yeah. Alpha Five's home planet. What is Alpha 5's home planet? <laughs> Earth? No. Aquatar? No. No. Eltar? No. Okay, I don't know then. Uranus? No. <laughs> Edenai? Never heard of it. All right. Who is the ruthless dictator that presides on Edenai? The Machine Empire? No. Nope. <laughs> Count Dragon. All oh, right. I don't remember him. <laughs> is his thing off? Yeah. Right. Um, who is Alpha 5's predecessor? Alpha 4. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might be one of those ones that was too stupid to get. <laughs> All right. Who is Bulk and Skull's superior officer in the police? Lieutenant Stone. Yes. <laughs> I'm catching up. I, I had to let him because I, I was like, I can't remember his name. Tom's catching up. Who, what is the name of Zach's cousin? Oh, crap. No, I don't know. I don't know. Huh? I don't know. All right. Well, what, what is it? It's Curtis. 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 What galaxy is Rita from? <laughs> the Milky Way? No. <laughs> Andromeda? No. I don't know. M51. Okay. All right. I have monsters. We're kind of coming down to the wire here, so it's going to be whoever has the most when I'm done reading these questions. Uh, By the way, Mitch has seven. Tom has six. Very close game. So I'll describe these monsters, and you have to tell me their names. Okay. Uh, Does not have skin. Pale. Mitch. Um. Oh, should I hit the button so soon? Go ahead. I don't know. Go ahead. Guess. Does not have skin. <laughs> it's okay. pale. It's like, come on. <laughs> Made of bones. Uh, has a skull for... Rita Repulsa. There you go. Wait, wait, wait. Rita Repulsa. No. It's not Rito? It is Rito, but not Repulso. Can I answer? Go ahead. Rita Repulsa. No. <laughs> I don't know. Rito Revolto. Revolto. That's right. That's it. God. Damn it. <laughs> Come on, people. Well, at least I'm glad you got it wrong, I too. I got the first name right. <laughs> All right, ready? I'm describing the next monster. All right. Gold. <laughs> Goldar? Yes. Tom ties it up. <laughs> I was trying to hit the button. I was like, no, no. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's like, gold. I was like, there's only one. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try and describe this mess. Um, long, pointy, white ears. Uh... Babu. No. Uh, beady eyes. Um, he's got like a... Oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, Tom. Finster? Yes. Tom's winning. Oh, that's right. I was thinking of a different one. Yeah. And honestly, that is the last question, bitch. Oh, well. Oh, well. All right. I won? You did. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> from the... From the 
the rear. Mitch had like a five point lead at you. A at Cinderella point. story comeback. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'd like to thank the Academy. I'd like to th- <laughs> That was impressive. All right, Tom, tell the lady what she wants. <laughs> you said there was a Black Scorpion movie, right? There is. You're watching it. <laughs> okay. Since we're doing Power Rangers. You said you were going to do Zeo questions, too. No. Uh, you guys were complaining about not knowing anything beyond Oh, no. I would have been fine with it. Yeah, I, I just... I fine with Zeo. Okay. Well, <laughs> but it was, it was I easy mean, I'm not me. mad I won. Yeah. It was not even... It was not easy for me to A research. little backstory to this trivia. This morning when we got off work, I started getting texts in our group chat <laughs> of questions and answers, <laughs> and then a, a slew of profanity. It just went, wrong chat. <laughs> <laughs> I messaged myself, but I forgot to switch to my own little. <laughs> so, um, okay, well, tune in for next episode to hear Mitch's riveting review on Black Scorpion. Is, it, is Black Scorpion one or two? Because or? I think there's two movies. There we'll start with one. Okay. We'll go in chronological order. <laughs> and then uh, we will also do another onslaught of trivia. This will be, whose turn is it to, to You two. So you're emceeing the trivia? Yeah, yeah. me and right. you were against each other. All right, well, we've got to figure out what we can compete on <laughs> movies explained badly we yeah. exp- name the title <laughs> that would be kind of fun actually we should probably do that one we should do that all right um but yeah so uh feel free to talk to us on any of the social mediums that mitch talked about in the beginning and uh thanks so much for listening and we will see you again next week shout out to our listeners in vietnam and, and france and france thanks so much in new zealand and, and germany thanks Jean and Luke. austria Goodbye from Mitch. Goodbye from Tom. Bye, Tom. Goodbye from me. Hey, goodbye. I can't believe you beat me. Loser! (laughs) I overestimated. I got a question. Bye.